Hello and welcome to the Reorg Europe podcast, your weekly roundup of the most interesting trends and developments in performing credit, stressed and distressed, restructuring and post-reorg in the European and CMEA markets. It's Tuesday, October 3rd, and I'm Andrew Ross. Coming up this week, we will be discussing German retailer Tom Taylor, which has appointed Rothschild to advise on options to deal with its 2024 debt maturities. We will then run through some key highlights from the primary market this past week. But first, we are going to delve into Ukrainian coal and energy producer DTEC Energy, which is facing a challenge to a recent consent solicitation. I'm now joined by Magna Sherman, our senior editor, to discuss DTEC Energy, which, as I mentioned, is facing a challenge to a recent consent solicitation. Hi, Magnus. Can you tell me what DTEC is trying to achieve? Hi, Andrew. Yeah, so DTEC is trying to do a number of things here. First of all, they're trying to buy back or they're offering to buy back up to $50 million of its $1.5 billion 2027 notes. They've done this before with great success, managed to deliver at very low discounts or very big discounts, low cash prices, I should say. Um, and that will no doubt be positively received by the market. Uh, but they are also trying to propose Uh, certain amendments to the terms of the bonds tweak some of the covenants. And this bond, uh, for context, has, since it was issued back in 2021, had a blanket ban on any dividend payments to its shareholder, SCM, an entity controlled by the uh, Ukrainian billionaire uh, Akhmetov, Rinat Akhmetov. The company is now uh, proposing to introduce a restricted payment basket, which would allow the company to pay out several hundreds hundreds of millions of dollars in dividends um, if this is implemented. It depends on where the leverage of the company is in the future, but um, there's definitely a route to some very significant um, dividend payments while the 2027 bond is still outstanding. And this is the major change that bondholders are uh, opposing, because um, under the under the the terms pr- uh, proposed here, they the company would be able to or would have capacity to pay nearly a billion dollars to its shareholders ahead of the bonds in a major depart- uh, departure from this bondholder first principle that was um, that was introduced in 2021 during that um, quite tough debt restructuring. So bondholders have organized to challenge these terms um, and they want to understand a number of things. They're still talking to the company, including how much of this RP capacity they, the company intends to, um, to spend on dividends to SCM. And there's a good reason why they ask that. Uh, they have some very recent history to look back on uh, at Metinvest, which is also controlled by SCM. Metinvest is a miner and uh, metals uh, producer in Ukraine. And Metinvest managed to, to loosen its bond terms back in 2021, which resulted in some major dividends being paid out around the time of uh, when, when Ukraine was invaded by uh, Russia uh, last year. And in total, uh, Metinvest paid out $1.7 billion of dividends in 2022, which for context left the company with around $350 million of cash. So quite a significant part of that liquidity went out the door um, to SCM, completely in line with the terms, of course, of the of the bond. So DTEC Energy creditors are concerned this may happen at DTEC uh, Energy as well. Um, so they have uh, formed a group. As of last week, this group had in excess of $340 million of principal. So that's large, of course, but it's not enough to actually block the proposal. 
which only needs 50% consent to pass. So there's 1.5 billion outstanding, but the company also holds, uh, through all these buybacks that I talked about uh, before, they hold about 270 million, which are excluded from the vote. So that takes you down to about 1.2 billion. And that means that you need a position of around 615 million to block this proposal. So they're not quite yet there yet, but um, this was as of last week. Um, so things may change. And you could argue this has this pressure on the company has worked to some extent. Um, the company amended the proposal slightly last week. They did hold on to this um, RP capacity uh, element in the proposal, which was the major blocking point. Um, and they also extended the deadline twice. This was supposed to be wrapped up last week. Uh, They've now proposed to um, wrap up the voting by tomorrow. That could, of course, still change in, in the coming hours, um, but we'll have to see where it ends. We would like to hear your feedback to help us improve the podcast experience. So please take a moment to complete the short survey in the link attached to this podcast and let us know how we're doing. I'm now joined by a reorg reporter, Farouk Balak, who is part of the team that wrote a story about Tom Taylor last week. Hi, Farouk. Thanks for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit more about your story? Thanks. Um, sure. So Tom Taylor is a German fashion retailer owned by a Chinese private equity firm, Fosen Group. So the company needs to address its 2024 debt maturities. And for that, it has hired a Rothschild and company. Okay. And how much debt is falling due in 2024? And who are the lenders? Well, at the end of 2021, Tom Taylor had uh, 365 million euros worth of total liabilities. So latest accounts are not public, but people familiar with the situation told us that it has about 200 million of bank debt that is maturing next year. So the group uh, will also need to extend its letters of credit facilities, which it requires to be able to order its stocks uh, that it mainly sources from Asia. And um, lenders include HSBC, BNP, LBBW, IKB, Commerce Bank, Deutsche Bank and Unicredit. Thanks. And are there any concerns around debt financing? Yes, there certainly are. I mean, the retailer has been underperforming recently. It has been impacted by a challenging trade environment as high inflation weighs on demand, business costs are up and rising interest rates drive up um, financing costs. So a straight refinancing looks very difficult and the company will likely seek to negotiate and amend an extend transaction with the lenders. However, there is a question mark over how supportive Fosen is likely to be. Thanks, Brooke. Earlier today, I spoke with Leverage Finance reporter Beatrice Mavrolian to hear about the key highlights from the primary market this past week. Here's what she had to say. Following an active week for the primary market last week, this week seems quieter. Guala Closures, which makes lids for bottles of um, spirits and wines, is raising 350 million euros of senior secured notes for a dividend recap. Medical equipment group Palex is raising a 350 million euro term loan B to support its acquisition by Apex and Freeman Capital. Telecom infrastructure provider Circe is marketing a term loan B add-on to repay RCF drawings. And chemical company Ineos Enterprises is marketing a 645 million equivalent fungible term loan B add-on for refinancing. 
Underwriters have indicated there are possibly another six or seven deals to come next month. After that, activity is likely to slow down earlier than, than usual, as investors have possibly put in enough money to work this year following the burst of activity in September. Remaining deals to come in October are expected to include a number of amend and extend transactions, repricings, and issuers repaying our CFs and term loan A facilities. Next year, um, there will most likely be a surge in dividend recaps as sponsors seek return on their investments, one, one by side has suggested. CLO issuance has been also been very strong um, recently with eight deals priced um, in September, including from Aspire and Pemberton. Um, two more CLOs um, are close to pricing, sources said. Um, however, there were also um, a CLO warehouse sale and some CLOs liquidating recently. Join Reorg Jeff Kramer tomorrow on October 4th as he moderates the panel ESG CLOs at the European CLO Summit 2023 and learn the newest techniques to maximize returns and reduce risk exposure in the growing area of asset-backed finance. Reorg will also host a private credit breakfast event at the Biltmore in London on October 12th. For more information on both events, contact marketing at reorg.com or visit reorg.com forward slash events. More information on all the situations and events discussed in this podcast are available on our website, reorg.com. We hope you can join us next Tuesday for another Reorg Europe podcast. Until then, have a great week and thank you very much for listening.